I love beaver, beaver water. Also, pigs don't sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, what is this podcast about? <laughs> oh my god, they were roommates. Welcome back to the Roommates Couch Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Kelton. And I'm Tyler. You guys have heard of parasocial relationships? Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny because like Mehmet, I feel like I, I know you pretty well, but this is the first time you're talking to me. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to someone that I kind of know. So yeah. it's kind of, and even with you, Kelton, like we hardly ever really talk to each other, but I hear you talk every week. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, we're caught up. Like, you know, but on your end, like we hardly ever talk, so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of funny that way. <laughs> it's funny on Bruff's first podcast. Um, I li- listened religiously every single week. I was like, "Oh, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait!" And then um, they had me on, and same thing. I was just like, "Dude, I feel like I know this guy." Like, I am, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it's a weird, weird thing to to like establish this relationship over something like a podcast, mm-hmm. and just like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Have, have yeah, you guys but, ever have you ever met people in real life that like you've had that relationship with? So it's like they're the old phrase of like never meet your heroes. Like is there someone that you like you've known about and then you you meet them and like what was that experience like for you guys? There's a, a streamer that I follow named uh Kat Liente and she is just she's great. I love her. I've been following her for years. I found her on TikTok originally in like two thousand twenty and through her chat on Twitch I feel like we've become pretty good friends. Like we DM semi regularly and like, you know, I'm, I'm involved in the community and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I feel like we're friends, but she, for TwitchCon this last year, um, she went and was like having a meetup and stuff and I wasn't able to go. I couldn't get it off work, but I had a buddy that went and he like FaceTimed her or FaceTimed me from his phone while she was there. And so I got to kind of chat with her for a minute and it was like the exact opposite of the don't meet your heroes thing. It was just like, she's the coolest person. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, like we're great friends. And now I have like this validation and I like recorded screen recorded the whole thing. So I like have the, the confirmation that I like didn't imagine that she was so great and stuff. And so I, I think the way that our society is like set up around communication now, especially is just like, it's so easy to meet phenomenal people that like you would never have the opportunity to meet otherwise. Cause she lives in like San Francisco. Like when am I ever going to go there? But like, now we're homies and it's just a cool way to, to reach so many more people that you would never have the opportunity to. So how about you, Ty? You... Oh man, I don't know. Meeting Mehmet's a dream of mine. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Give me your address. You're getting a roommate's couch merch. <laughs> <laughs> no, this yeah, has been dude. cool. I can't really think of a time that that's happened, but that's good when it's like a good experience like that. Cause yeah. I feel like if it's the other way where you like, it's like, a, like you say, a hero of yours, and then they're just like a total dick. You're uh, like, okay, well, that just ruined my freaking childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mehmet's not yeah, a dick, dude. so we're good. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> if, I if am, but it's else, like you in know a purposeful that. way, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with the Diesel Brothers. It's like this group in uh, Utah, and they like build trucks and recover people and stuff. And it's like, I... I like it's a goal of mine. Like I want to meet them, and everything says like they're good people. But I know that they probably get that so much, especially in Utah, like people running into them and like fangirling over them and stuff. And I've never <laughs> met a famous person in my life, and so I don't even know what the experience would be like to like meet someone famous. Um, but that, there's a part of me that's like I don't want to meet them because whatever I have built in my head of how cool they are and how nice they are, let's just leave it there. Like I don't, I don't know if I want to, to tarnish that. <laughs> yeah. 
just just let that be a good thing and (laughs) yeah if you never meet them they'll never disappoint you so (laughs) there you go unless they do because that is like the trend right now is is all the influencers and stuff from the generation before us getting canceled for stuff that like they were doing some sketchy shit like i don't know if you guys ever watched um colleen I don't even know her last name to be honest, but she always had the lipstick that was like all over her face and she'd like oh, do like yeah. messy videos and Amanda stuff. It was really seats. awkward. And she has been kind of problematic over the last couple of years, but it's come out that she was like grooming this like 13 year old boy for like several years. And like, he's got all these screenshots and she was asking for pictures and stuff when he was like 14, 15 years old. And it's funny this, this last week she um, released like an apology video on TikTok, and it's literally like her with a ukulele. And she's like, I'm sorry, I did all this stuff. And it's like, wow what that's the most millennial thing i've ever heard of first like (laughs) like a 2010 youtuber apologizing with a ukulele video like on brand but yeah yeah i'm i'm exposing kiana here she's sitting here listening in the background (laughs) hello (laughs) i didn't want it to know yeah she wanted to hear but she said it's like colleen dallinger or something ah yeah that's i'm glad that she knows what i'm talking about this is why we need yeah she she knew so you'll have to get her on and and she'll have all kinds of but yeah she was laughing because she must have seen that apology yeah, it's terrible it's awkward well. and cringy and it just like makes your skin crawl you're like Ugh. yeah hopefully same with like the the liver king <laughs> after, after that. that was like the most laughable thing dude oh, dude his videos kill me because he's always like liver king doesn't take steroids and then he does his one video and he's like i have been on steroids for five years <laughs> it was like the biggest like how how do you come back from that like <laughs> Like you didn't, yeah, you I, thought that we didn't know, like, we know you're on steroids. We're just mad that you were lying about it. <laughs> I spent so many, I got rid of TikTok for a while. So then I got sucked into like Snapchat stories mm. and I was always getting liver King on there. So I just would watch his stuff just cause I thought it was like so funny. Ugh. It makes my stomach <laughs> turn. He's always like, these are bull testicles and like sucks it down whole. Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Tyler, do you know Brady aced? Brady aced. He was Manti's quarterback. Yeah, right yes. Because I knew that so, name. I thought he was from somewhere over there. Manti's yeah, so he, 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 we went to college. He went to the same college as us. Like, I, I became kind of friends with him and everything. He, during the Liver King height of all this and stuff, um, he was also trying to become, like, an influencer. And, like, he, he's a really cool guy. He's done, like, a lot of stuff and, and has a following and everything. But he did uh, a thing for his audience where he took a liver and, and bit it and contracted a, a terrible terrible parasite that almost killed him just like oh. did it one time and it almost killed him and i was like <laughs> yeah that's uh the power of influencers right there dude oh, in the, yeah. the wrong way yeah but, um oh gosh what was i gonna say the oh you guys need to go watch this documentary because it's incredible uh, did you watch american gladiators back in the day oh yeah wow. yes dude oh, i love that show i know, I know i'm lame this, this is what's so funny is <laughs> DeFi, Utah, where we grew up, I always felt like we were like 10 years behind the rest of the world, okay? At least. So I remember at least 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it's literally like this like... Over there. <laughs> I, I bet it. we are, right? And so <laughs> DeFi was always like 10 years behind. And so I remember like, I watched American Gladiators. Like I, I was obsessed with it and stuff when I was a little kid. And then we started watching this new Netflix documentary about it. And it stopped airing in 95, I would have been one years old. So it's like, I highly yeah. doubt as a one-year-old baby, I was like religiously watching American Gladiators. But I, I have distinct memories being a kid watching American Gladiators. So I don't know if it was 
it obviously reruns or whatever. But Nephi being 10 years in the, the past, it was finally broadcasting in 2001. Um, so we, I went and... Uh, They're like, new episodes out this week. <laughs> no, that's going to happen. <laughs> yes. But the, those people, like they, the, the concept behind the show, Mehmet, just so you're, you, you get it, is like they would take up these juiced up, roided out, just like bodybuilder types, and then they would take average Joes and put them in like all contact situation scenarios. And so like take the, the concept of like Wipeout, MXC, um, you know, just like all these different game shows. And it's like roid, roided out bodybuilders versus normal average Joes. Yeah. And they would compete against each other. And the whole, the whole documentary just like kind of goes through like their thing. And it's like all of them are like, yeah, I never took steroids. Except for like one of them was like, of course we were on steroids. Like what are you talking about? And I'm just like... If it wasn't illegal, like why, why even hide it? You yeah. know, just be like, yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. That's what made the uh, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, dude, but me, dude, I would take Zach. steroids in a second. <laughs> oh yeah, me, me and Zach used to watch that. My Zach's my brother. Uh, we would watch that when we were kids, and we were so pumped about it. We would like set up all these little like courses in our basement where we were like doing the American Gladiator thing. We're like jumping off of walls and stuff, and like made this like whole course it was so i would definitely say we were fans <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. you guys watch uh physical 100 or body 100 on netflix yeah dude physical 100, physical 100. i Korean. normally i'm like relatively okay with my body like i could i could stand to lose 10 pounds i'm not gonna lie i'm a little chubby but like in most instances i'm like yeah i'm like i'm kind of physically fit i don't really need to go to the gym that kind of thing and i watched one episode of that show and i was like dude i'm gonna spend the next eight years of my life in the gym <laughs> and like those guys i i want to look like them they look incredible oh dude go watch american gladiators documentary <laughs> and you're gonna instantly get body dysmorphia <laughs> that's what my i i try to do uh i go on and off just like so many people going on my diet and everything so sometimes my six-year-old son will like want to share a treat with me so he'll be like oh dad like have a cookie with me oh no i better not so i started telling him like Oh, I just have like a big belly. I want it to be small. So now all the time he'll be like, "Oh, Dad has a fat belly." And like, <laughs> like talking about, I'm like, "Oh, dude, you're like breaking me down now." Like, body dysmorphia for my six year old. <laughs> yeah, kids don't give a crap. Hudson all the oh, time. No, she comes up to me and she'll be like, "Dad, you're so big." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm bigger <laughs> than you." And she's like, "No, you're big." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah brutally honest just like okay yeah. thank you very much yeah, that's that's why i don't have them yeah, yeah. well that's a good excuse yeah. no i'm, I'm... father's day hudson looked me square in the eye and said dad i do not like you oh man like the one day a year that you get yeah. I do not like you. <laughs> I do not like you. <laughs> You're like, well, everything I do is for you, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's all right. Sometimes you don't like kids either. We send Hudson down here. We'll take her for a couple weeks. And she'll come back <laughs> yeah, with a you. colorful vocabulary, and it'll be the best. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, dude. For the last, like, several years, I wanted to get a podcast going. But I was like, I was always, I just got done with school for one thing, but I'm like, it takes, it's like, probably takes a lot more work than you realize, like getting into it just it's, with everything. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I have a friend that I used to work with that was asking for advice on like how to start and what she needs and all that kind of stuff. And when we started, I basically had everything that we needed as far as like recording and editing softwares and stuff. Cause like I stream on Twitch. And so it just, 
I was like, oh yeah, like let's do it. But unless you're like actively doing that, like yeah, it's it's a pretty daunting task. But when uh, when she was talking about hers, the only advice I had for her was like, don't plan it. Like if you if you plan it, like you want to be perfect and like you're like out outlining every little thing, you'll never do it because you just expect it to be perfect from day one. Whereas like us, episode one, we were like, yeah, this is going to be garbage for like six months, but here we are. <laughs> if you go into it with that attitude, yeah, my my brother and I did one. We wanted to start one. Oh, maybe like three or four years ago, mm. and we were just recording it on our on our phones with like the anchor. Oh yeah, podcasting and. So there's your free shout out for Anchor. In there. Yeah. I'm trying to promote it for you guys. But anyway, we, we were recorded like probably an hour of us talking. And then we went to play it and you couldn't hear a thing we said. <laughs> we were like, oh, and we felt good about it. Right. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we got we got to redo this. But then we were trying to like force it to be the same way it was the first run. So then it was just trash. So yeah. it was like <laughs> trying to do it. So got to just roll with it, I guess. <laughs> we have done that once or twice. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and it comes with the territory. But this podcast actually might help land me a job. I uh, okay. I've been on I've been on the job job hunt. So it's got purpose, even if we only have seven listeners now. <laughs> it has the purpose of of at least helping me do that. So um, job interviews are just crazy. I I have had seven job interviews this week, and I'm in final rounds with a couple of different companies. And uh, this one company specifically, they do uh, podcast promotion. Like that is like their core business is they they have a podcast that serves as uh, essentially a commercial for their book. And then they sell bur- the book and services on top of that. Yeah. And uh, they're in the interview, they're like, do you have any podcast experience? And I was like, boy, do I. I host and the so podcast. I, uh, <laughs> I listened to the transcripts and then they said, not this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, and there, what was the start of last episode? Can you remember? Oh, it was you. I, I used you for the cold open when you're like, yeah. man, taking a break killed us. And like, you, we go over <laughs> yes, the stats. Yes. Yes. So, dude, I was like, in my interview, I'm like, yeah, the Roommates Couch Podcast is me and my buddy. You know, we've been doing it for a while. Like, yeah, go check it out. And then that was the episode oh, that no. launched the day I said that. And it's like the very first thing is like, yeah, we have no listeners. This sucks. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, dude. Yeah, you had to go back. You should have gone back a couple episodes when you were like at your peak. Yeah. When you were feeling good. <laughs> no, go back three episodes ago. That was like when we were consistently hitting like a lot, a lot of different people. So. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what you have to do when you're doing like resume writing and, and job hunting. Is like, I, I believe when I submitted my application, they they had that as a text question. I was like, with a thirty percent growth week over week, we have experienced. You know, like I like I like phrased it at some point. It sound really really <laughs> sexy, and uh, yeah, I, I may have killed it with that that uh, last episode nah, intro. So we'll we, see. We'll see if it works. <laughs> we acknowledged. We said, hey, now we know, and now they know in a recording that you know that you can't take a break. You always got to be promoting it. So, and like, honestly, that's, that's my bad. Cause like, even if we don't record an episode, I should still do stuff on TikTok. I should still do stuff on Instagram. Like I haven't been, and I was never available on Thursdays and you have a hard time on weekends. So it's like my bad guys. I have a couple of, I have a couple friends that are going to listen for the first time. Cause we told them I'd be on. So we're going to spread out your fan base and it'll be good. Excellent. Shout out Chris Embry that'll be listening to this one. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, dude. We should just get your family, Ty. If we got your family, that's a consistent like twenty listeners every week oh, that yeah. we just rely on. They don't. They don't. Well, the thing. So the thing is, at some point, everyone's going to hear that I was like on a podcast. So word will get around. They'll all listen, and then they all know you, Kelton. So, so. <laughs> yeah, Mama Tina. We, we His mom was like my second mom, dude. So oh, yeah, 
Shout out Mama Tina. I was gonna say, she are you from her. Nephi? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kelton and I grew up together, so oh, yeah. yeah. Well and then and then in Ephraim, like when my mom was living over there, we went to her apartment like all the time. So we kinda all got really close over there and yeah. that was good. Did you ever know a uh a Jackson Tap in Ephraim? Jackson Tap or a no, I Tap don't. or the last name doesn't sound familiar, but he was uh, one of my best friends. I was originally from Lehigh and then moved to Arizona, um, but he and his family moved down to Ephraim when I was in like fourth grade or something like that. So I know Kelton briefly faced off against him in football, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, Ty was right there. Was <laughs> Freaking man, well. Ty. <laughs> <laughs> man, Ty. We hated those guys. <laughs> he but, tapped you. Yeah. Jackson Tap. Jackson Tap. <laughs> Jackson Tap. <laughs> that just sounds like a villain name. It does. Jackson Tap. <laughs> and he doesn't even listen to the podcast. We've probably talked about him three times and he has no idea. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Jackson Tap, your Lehigh buddy. Yep. That is him. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. our circles are probably so small that like everyone that we talk to in context of a, a story, like I know that Tyler, your stories have been mentioned, would probably nameless. And so I need to maybe go back and like, oh, that was a Tyler experience that yeah. I had. There, there was the one, well, and I kind of forgot. You went back when you were talking about like going to the Mayan. Oh, yeah. And like when you, when like we were lost in the truck. Oh, that was, was you. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Wasn't that me driving? That was you driving, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I completely forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, this was like, that was me driving. That's that a poor a, memory for Kelton. And oh, you're just, that's a it was Tuesday. not a good, it wasn't a good day for me either, dude. Like, my day was not good <laughs> it was a funny i had a funny one there because yeah we went to the mayan it's like mexican food and i i ordered a bean and cheese burrito though and i like i wanted to make sure i had like refried beans on the side <laughs> well they bring out my plate it already has refried beans on the side then they bring me like an extra bowl of refried beans and i'm like oh my <laughs> hell i'm like i'm like bean boy over here and then, I, and then i spilled it all over my shirt and it was just a it was a bad time. How the Mayan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like every every visit there. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a beef to squash with you, Kelton. Love <laughs> it. You beef. ready for it? Here we go. So going back to I think it was in like the first or second episode, you guys were talking about how your last name is Mehmet. And you you were talking about how like your best friend last name was Mehmet, right? So I took personal <laughs> offense to that. Because Jordan's a great guy. We love Jordan, but he I don't told know. the I universe that you're not his friend. friend. <laughs> yeah, it, I. It's so hard because that different Jordan. Jordan is a friend, best friend category. When I have like my best friend category, Tyler is the the original G. Like we were best friends in high school. We went to college together. First year, like we've we've always been best friends. Um, but when like different phases of your life, you have like your best friend from your mission. Like that's Mimit, you know. So it's like you always have like best friend categories of your life mm. and I, I threw it out there i i, I can't be as loose as i am with my I, just had to set, so. I just had to set the record straight make sure the people know <laughs> well i know that my best friend jordan doesn't listen to this podcast so yeah. screw that yeah, guy i listen every week <laughs> i even told go. jordan about it and i don't think he listened so wow. all right jordan you're officially canceled <laughs> but i i actually shout out to kiana because she's actually the one that started listening first she's like oh did you know kelton's doing another podcast so you guys know she's an avid every week listener my hell wife yeah. so <laughs> hell yeah she yeah uh, so she she's one the of one that <laughs> first people that followed us on instagram i think she was like number yeah. two <laughs> so she's like she wants to get an episode with uh like 
at least her on maybe like her and Chan could do it or something. And yeah. Mehmet, your wife could get on and I'll talk shit on, sorry to swear. I'll talk shit on us husbands. <laughs> I thought you said you listened <laughs> every week. We, are. <laughs> we don't give <laughs> Yeah. Heck yeah dude. That'd be fun. So that would dude, be fun. I, she... <laughs> I got to point this out. So his wife, Kiana, she's just sweetheart. Really, really good girl. Um, and when our daughter was born, they went all out and they got her this fit outfit thing and, and ty came up to our place and and he gave her the outfit mimic you've got us outfits too you got my two best friends slacker, just freaking though. hooking my she kids was, up she was a year <laughs> and a half old before we gave her her boxes months, making sure you <laughs> yeah yeah but uh ty, ty brought this up and uh he also brought um some clothing for uh for hudson and you guys got her like this yellow shirt and yellow pants outfit and she's obsessed she wears it every single day and i'm like, like we're like going to church and i'm like Come on, you gotta take it off. Like we need, we need to wear something different. And uh, she's awesome. getting so big now that it's like we're basically like knee shorts on her, and there's intentional pants. But yeah, she's uh, she'd be really sad when she can't fit in it anymore. Gonna wear holes in them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So back in one of the early episodes, um, you guys were talking about how Kelton used to work at the movie theater in Nephi, the haunted theater. The haunted theater, right? Well, first, before I say what I was going to say, I tried to get a job there, and Kelton tried to advocate for me, and the lady wouldn't even consider me. So I was like, okay, whatever. Burn it down. <laughs> maybe maybe Kelton wasn't a good reference. Maybe she didn't like him, and she's like, I'm not going to hire Tyler's friend, Kelton's friend. She's like, Kelton believes in a ghost. Like, we need to get him out of here. Yeah. We're not bringing more of him on. <laughs> we don't need two wackos running around telling people the halls are haunted. <laughs> But I actually worked, so my dad did construction while I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So in the summers, I would help him. And we actually did a lot of work building that movie theater. Um, so we did like the foundations and stuff and like got everything ready for them to pour the pads before the building went up. Anyway, there was this native guy that was on our crew and he was there every day. So I don't know, maybe he brought some skinwalkers onto yeah. the premises and they would just stay so there's my conspiracy for today. That's what you were hearing was the skinwalker that that uh that guy brought with him. So yeah. Oh dude. So. I, I had a, a, a memory come back to me when you were talking about the theater. I got I'll just spit this one out real yeah. quick. I worked with a guy at the theater. Eh, cut right here. Okay, you can cut back. I worked with a guy at the theater, okay. <laughs> and he's a interesting dude. Like no there's no other way to say it. Very interesting dude. And one day specifically, I was working a shift with him, and he was like pumped. And I was like, "What's what's going on, man?" And he was like, "Oh, dude, they're doing the Titanic at the IMAX, and I am so excited." And I was like, "Oh, do you, you like the Titanic? Like, is that one of your favorite movies?" And he's like, "No, but you know the scene. Treat me like one of your French girls, Jack." He's like, "Oops, three stories big, round thing." <laughs> he was just like, "It's one second in the scene." <laughs> It's like half a second. <laughs> and in a half of them, it's not even there. It's like edited out. <laughs> he was getting himself yeah. hyped. He was Kate talking Winslet about it. Has a fan. I think about that every time I hear Titanic or IMAX theaters. I'm just like, three Dude, deep boobs. People that <laughs> like the Titanic love the Titanic. Like that, people, like there's like a cult following around that movie. And they like collect multiple copies and stuff. And like, it is a weird thing. Like watch it once and be good like a normal human, please. Yeah, and spend like billions of dollars to go try to see it, right? <laughs> Kill all your friends in the process. <laughs> yeah. I love the Titanic. <laughs> I will die for this movie. <laughs> and 
I probably shouldn't joke too much about it. But. No, no, you know how we feel. F the billionaires. Yeah. Drown them in the water. Yeah, exactly. Kelton doesn't feel that way. Kelton's yeah, still, on the, now, Kelton. he's still one of the dreamers that believes he's going to be a billionaire someday, and so he's holding out hope. But I'm accepted. Side. This, this is the turning moment for me when they write my memoirs. like, from unemployed to billionaire. Yes. <laughs> He's, he made his fortune in the podcast arena. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that, how that's, uh, that's how a lot of people do it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <clears throat> There's the dream job right there. This I can do this. That's easy. You guys were talking about Kelton, your that like woven hoodie thing that you got from a vacation. <laughs> I I remember you had that thing forever, dude, and like you always yeah. wore that thing. So I'm vouching for Kelton. That was a real thing. <laughs> um, but the funny thing about that is, so. You said your parents got it on like a vacation somewhere or yeah. Ensenada, Mexico. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing is you can go to any truck stop in Utah and get that. Hoodie, so get, go to Beaver, get the one that has I heart Beaver engraved on it. Yeah, exactly. We, we stop there for gas every time we come to Utah specifically. So I can look at the hats. We stop at the same gas station. Okay. I love, I love Beaver. I love Beaver. What, what kills me about Beaver, Utah is that's like that gas stations, you know, quirky thing whatever but on their billboard when you roll in and they, i think they recently like in the last year updated their billboard but for my whole life first 28 years you would drive past beaver and their billboard welcoming you into their their town said beaver the best water on planet and you're like yeah. what <laughs> like, how is that how can you say that <laughs> like yeah. did someone run out and test all the water and they're like beaver utah beaver has the utah place <laughs> Brigham Young it, was it not lying. It could come out of like a natural spring somewhere from a glacier. Like, no, it's got to be that Beaver Utah water. <laughs> Beaver Utah. I love Beaver. I love water from Beaver. <laughs> so this episode that came out Monday, you guys were talking about um, how you'd, it'd be really nice if you didn't have to travel. Like if travel was faster and cheaper. And you mentioned it way back in like episode two or three as well. It's like been a topic that's come up a couple of times. That's been Kelton's dream since I think like sixth grade project. We had to come up with this invention and Kelton's whole thing was this train that would get you to St. George in like five minutes. Wow. Do you remember that? <laughs> Dude. Okay. So listen, listen to this crap. I was Elon Musk before Elon Musk was Elon Musk. Right. So in fifth grade, well, there was a project that we Elon had. Ruff. Was <laughs> Elon Ruff. Yes, exactly. And so the, the project was you had to invent something that didn't exist. Right. And we, I had this idea. I was with, at the bank with my mom and the little two thing where you send it back to the, the teller and just, and it goes up. And I was like, bro, why aren't we doing that with like public transportation? Like, why don't we just build a tube all the way from here to St. George, you get in your little capsule, you go, and you're there in St. George, right? And because, like, a vacuum, it's frictionless, like, you can just, like, you're less energy. I was, like, all about it in fifth grade. And then Elon Musk must have been listening, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to do the boring company. I'm like, screw that. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like Tyler and I in fifth grade, we, we invented it. It's ours. Oh, yeah. Take well, his doesn't work, so get started on it, because you, you could probably <laughs> yeah. save the earth. <laughs> that's true. So, that's true. That's that's been a dream since you were just a young man, and now here you are, still wanting it to happen. So. It's his Eagle Scout project. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys Eagle Scouts? Either of you? Yeah. Bro, only only because my dad made it a requirement to get my my driver's license, 
And even then, I got it a year after I got my driver's license, but they were going to take my car away. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What, what did you do for your project? Um, there's a, a shooting range out here, and they, they basically have like a hunter safety, hunter safety course, um, and we built shooting tables, like 30 of them. So we stocked up their range, and it was a lame project, and I wasn't really passionate about it at all. But I have a piece of paper and a little card, so, you know. Yeah, that, that piece of paper, man. That's what you got to get. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it only it only took me like a decade to get my college piece of paper. So, <laughs> well, I still have it. So, so. <laughs> I graduated like what, like three months ago now? Two months? Yeah, May, like first week of May. So, oh, yeah. After uh, electrical engineering, awesome. But yeah, but I, I mean, I really did it stupid. So I changed my major twice. So it took me like eight years to get my undergrad, mm. <laughs> but I got there eventually. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what matters, I guess. Yep. That is I just what think matters. it's crazy. Like cause that was my situation. And I think so many kids that are 18 going to college and it's like, okay, choose what you want to do for the rest of your life. So declare your major. And I'm like, how, how do you know? Like you don't even, I don't know what I'm having you for have lunch no today. Experience like, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's crazy. I I feel like there's has to be. Well, I guess it's kind of a different story now because all the kids want to be influencers anyway. But <laughs> I just feel like there has to be like more of a conversation with high school kids. Like, hey, like college isn't the only thing, right? Like there's there's trades and there's other things you can do instead of thinking like college is the only choice. Then you go get into something either you don't like or a major that's going to pay you 30000 a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, our, our whole education system, we've talked about this a hundred times, but it is so broken. Everything about it is stupid. Like there used to be in schools, you'd have like, oh, metal shop and wood shop and like all these introductions to trades that you could do so that you could say like, oh, I enjoyed that. Let me go study under a welder after high school or whatever, or whatever it is to get a welder. I don't know. I'm not a welder, but like there used to be avenues for that. And now it's like, you have a choice of three math classes and two gym classes. And then it's like high school's over. I hope you know what yeah. you want to do. I hope you've Googled it enough over the last 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Or that's that's such an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to that, be? That's such an interesting thing you brought up though. Uh, like about the uh, kids wanting to be influencers. So um, I had a coworker and he has two twins that are in elementary school. And he said that like, he was subbing or I don't know, doing something with the class. And the, it was like that second grade question, like, what do you guys want to be when you grow up? Write a report about it, blah, blah, blah. And almost every single kid that got up and like reported said they wanted to be a YouTuber, wanted to be an influencer streamer. Like those were all the careers that they were seeking after. And it's just crazy. Cause I think about like when I, we were second grade, everyone wanted to be like in the NBA baseball player. Like, you know, it, like it was just yeah. such a different thing or a cop or a firefighter. Like those are just like your core, like, outrageous professions that everyone like not cop and firefighter but like uh, you know like just these these other professions that like that's what was everyone's dream then and now kids today their dream is to to do this you know it's, it's crazy how that's pivoted yeah. it, it's crazy to see like our our generation like going through high school saw that social media come along and it just changed everything so fast that's what you guys were talking about last week too but it's it's wild like thinking about when i was in seventh grade like we didn't have Facebook or anything. So it was like, you had a couple, maybe a couple friends that had a cell phone that you could text other than that. Like, and then just a couple years later, it was like, it changed everything. So it's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. 
Do you guys know any, I mean, like, obviously, Tyler, you know us, so you know some influencers, but like... Oh, I know some pretty big people. Do you know any real influencers? <laughs> I I don't think I know anyone too big, no. Nah. Okay. I have a, I have two that I know, and like, looking at their life is just the most fascinating thing, because like, this one girl that I went to high school with, um, she like got into a really tight niche and she like studied coding in college and is a software developer and stuff. And like, there's not very many women that are in tech, let alone are developers. And so like, she's got this big following of, of girls that she's trying to encourage into, to get into STEM and whatever. Um, but she did a partnership with Samsung last year where they like came into her house and replaced everything, like all of her TVs, all of her appliances, their cell phones, like everything for free. And then on top of that, they gave her, you know, X amount of dollars for a certain number of posts. And it was like a huge, huge thing that she was doing. And it's just like, wow, like imagine, being in a position where a company's just like, Hey, let me replace your fridge because your fridge sucks. And like, we'll also give you $5,000 to put us on Instagram. That would be cool. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it'd be pretty crazy. Like to be in the thing that I would, I feel like I would hate about that. And I always thought this way about like just famous people in general before the influencer thing became a thing. Like mm-hmm. nothing, it feels like so much of your life is just out there that like, I feel like I would, that would really I would hate that because you also would feel like you have to like, you have like an obligation to your following to like document and like say, Oh, every time I'm on a family vacation, I have to show instead of just like enjoying your life, you know, it's like, that's your job and you don't get to like actually just kind of live, live your life. So true. Yeah. But (laughs) it's like, I don't know if like they, they get to like, cause I, it's known, you know, not every influencer is like super authentic. And so it's like, I wonder like if they, they can ham it up and then they switch it off and it's like, now I'm on my, you know, the, the sponsor's bill and I get to be who I want to be, you know, but they're footing the bill. And so, I don't know, it, I, I wonder how much of it they get to truly enjoy versus how much of it they treat as work. Um, but I'm sure the Samsung experience, it's like, once that campaign was over, she still benefits from it. So still I'm sure she's pretty TVs, about She it. still has the, yeah. And then I know another girl um, who she, I didn't even know that she was like, famous or whatever but she came up on my for you page on tiktok and um she has like two million on tiktok and like nine hundred thousand on instagram and it's like doing all these brand deals and stuff and it's really awkward because in third grade i asked her to marry me and she never answered and so every time i see her on tiktok i'm like oh no i commented on one of her instagrams and i was like kasha in third grade i asked you to marry me and you didn't answer she replied fully remembers it we had a whole dm conversation about it and i was like i'm gonna blow my brains out because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man we, had, we saw a lot of did you go to the nephi elementary school kelton or did you go to like the new one they built the... uh i did i did not go to the new one so i was in the nephi elementary we, we saw a lot of Second grade weddings under the big tree out in the yard. Oh, <laughs> the big tree, dude. Every I was the officiator. I would officiate weddings, dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah. Funny, oh man, I I have to officiate. Well, I get to officiate a wedding this year. Oh wait, Chris and Bree, I get so it's for our friends. They're getting married, and I'm pretty nervous. Like it's kind of a big deal. So <laughs> I have to like figure out. I signed up to be like a free minister online, and I'm like. Having to make sure that's like valid. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to do something like that, but nobody likes it enough to let it'll me. It'll be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be cool, but I'm just like super nervous because it's like, it kind of feels like it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. That's like a pivotal moment for them. Our officiator, I hate him to this day. He sucked. <laughs> well, now you're not making me feel good. 
<laughs> I'm more nervous. My friends are going to turn against me. They're going to be like, you did such a shitty job. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's what, that's one of my favorite things about Kylie is when, when you get nervous, you sweat so much. Oh, so yeah. I just had this visual of like, you just drenched. Like, just oh, yeah. cool enough. It's going to be like, yeah, bad, dude. Because it's also in August. So it's going to be super hot already, oh. for one thing. I'm gonna need like I'm gonna need like an assistant with like a sweat rag to come and dab every once in a while. Standing behind you. Yeah. yeah. So my brother-in-law works for a company called Sweatblock. This is this is the sponsor of this week's episode, Sweatblock, and it's these little uh, packages, and you like rub it on your skin, and it seals up your pores, so you can't sweat. Like Dude. impossible to sweat, and it's like creepy. Like Bird. I've done it before, and it's like you go run, you can't sweat. Like you could overheat and die so easy. We did. For, I, was say, uh, I feel track. like that's probably unhealthy. Yeah, all gas yeah. terrible for you. But we like, did it for track in high school, and because like you're not allowed to bring deodorant because they're like, oh, you, yeah, it has to be authentic and whatever. We're all that's wearing a good Nikes idea for fourteen year old boys. Yeah, but we like you roll it on there. A week later, you're still smelling like a fourteen year old boy, but less sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, my my wife was saying that some people you can do like Botox too. Will like it'll do the same thing i guess is like i think it'll do where it like closes up your pores or whatever so you just don't sweat and i was like mm, i feel like that's not gonna be good for me because <laughs> there's a reason we sweat like it's, there's a function for it so yeah. not just a, a neat trick that we one day decided <laughs> yeah. <like>, wow <laughs> oh that's a cool weird thing our body does that doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. did you know that pigs have can't to deal sweat? with it pigs what pigs pigs can't sweat so that's oh. all mm. and so a lot better than pigs. We put that crap on our bodies. Yep, no one Roll around in the mud and poop. Yeah. <laughs> that could be our fun fact for this episode. Nice. Did you know pigs can't sweat? Are you an influencer or small business that wants to increase your reach? Do you want to see your profits increase by dozens of dollars? Advertise with us. Contact us at roommatescouch at gmail.com to be featured in an upcoming episode. Hey Matt, how's your new job going, dude? Dude, it's good. I'm, I am enjoying well, the hell out of it. I'm not going to lie. And this is, we're coming up on what is essentially a long weekend in the corporate world. And so we are preparing to do absolutely nothing tomorrow, to be honest. Like I'm bringing an iPad and I'm going to work on some, some merch that I've been sitting on for a while and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, it's, it's been pretty awesome. Oh, dude, I'm glad that you like it. Yeah. yeah so are you, what are you, you doing? It's like a marketing thing or no, I, uh, um, I just got into IT, um, so I've always done like sales and customer service and stuff. Um, and the last year, I've been in a coding boot camp because I want to get into into development. Uh, but I just changed departments at work. Like they had an opening, I applied, and and now a IT help desk specialist one. So you need a password reset? Got you, bro. We remote <laughs> into your machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, co- coding is so freaking difficult. Mm-hmm. At, like. Especially when you, so that, that's actually a lot of, uh, my school for electrical engineering. Yeah. There was quite a bit of coding that we had to do. And before college, I'd never, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was like. So I got into my first coding class it was like computer science. I'm like, Oh cool. We'll kind of like learn what's inside of a computer. Like, you know, then there, then I'm like, all of a sudden I'm having to write code and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And it never got any easier Yeah. (laughs) after that. I'm but. on uh, I'm on my sixth language right now, and just as part of this boot camp, so like it's all very surface level. Like they kind of expect you to learn more about them. So I wouldn't say that I can write in six languages, but yeah. I at least understand how they function. And yeah, it, it has been yeah. tough. I've 
I failed my last section three times before I finally passed it. So, well, off the record, our final project. I don't think any of my professors from UVA will hear this, but we <laughs> had ChatGPT write a section of code for us. Hell yeah! It, it worked. Like it did exactly what we wanted it to do. We just said we wanted to do this and this in C language. Boom, just like that. But what it took us like three hours to write, it just spit out in like thirty seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. If you can prompt write, like it's over. It's easy. So, that, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like that's that's kind of cool though, because it's like you know what you want it to do, yeah. But you might not necessarily know how to get it there. <laughs> but as long as you know what you're trying to get at, then that's all you really need. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the future. Yeah. These kids are going to grow up just knowing how to do that crap. and <laughs> Second nature to them. Dude, it's crazy how many jobs exist to be prompt writers. Like that, that's like a career pivot that I like consider. I'm like, you know, if I can't lock something up for marketing, like maybe I just get in on an entry level prompt writer and just like ride the wave as long as you can. But it also is like a super sketchy industry because what if it just comes a day where it's like, they don't need that either. Yeah. <laughs> the AI has gotten even better than, than that. But like, there's definitely a science and art to it. I've gotten way better at it. Like, cause if you go raw, just like, Hey, do this thing. It's, it's a robot and it sounds like a robot, but the more like you learn to train the model, it's like, it gets pretty stinking good mm -hmm. where it's indistinguishable. <clears throat> yeah. I'm actually, I literally have it up on a tab right now because I, a part of my job interview is I have to create a marketing plan and I went and mined all of our competitors audience like it's crazy what people will put on their website and they essentially had a testimonial for every one of their customers and so i went and mined all their customers and now i'm going to run a script past them and uh hit all their customers up and talk to them about like the problems of their product and then i'm going to present that in a market research project for my job interview wow you're way more yeah. dedicated than me <laughs> well it's the difference between making 20 or 30 grand like it's a you know it's like that that big of a difference. I'm like, gosh, if I could just show them that it, I work hard and they give me thirty grand more, I'll take it. So I'm hoping it works out that way. Yeah, yeah, dude. I hope you land something. Uh, I've been. I don't want to get sentimental. I've just been thinking about you a lot, so I hope it works out for you with all that. And we're thinking about you. So. That's been that's been the the, the biggest le lesson and and blessing I think in all of this is like it's been so crappy. <laughs> like yeah. I you just. I like it's just like a it's a weight and I, i've said this before but it's just a weight that just like sits on your chest from the moment they told me they're letting me go till till today like it's just it's always just on your mind on everything and uh the people that have come out of the, the woodworks and and the experiences i've had like my brother Cade, like ty you know Cade, our whole life's growing up and stuff it's like he just showed up one day like i woke up and he was here <laughs> and it's like yeah. that like we don't have that type of relationship we don't do we don't do that you know and uh spent it 24 hours with me and just talked me through stuff and it's just like it's been cool to see the support and the love that that people have and you just don't know it's there and i don't ask for a lot but like i've needed help like that's the only way to describe it and and mimic like he sent me he sent me some roommate uh couch swag and stuff and it's just like those little things have just and that was they're big things you know it's ex exceptional effort that just has meant a lot and it's been really cool to see because that one of the crappiest times of my life, but also having like these awesome good things happen too as well. So that's been good. Yeah, it's a it's a cliche, but I, I am a big believer like everything happens for a reason. Whatever your whatever your beliefs are, like I really do think that, you know, like mm -hmm. it's it's just I feel like it's 
probably just going to open a door for something more than what you even it's that's i feel like in my 29 years of all my experience in life <laughs> i've seen a lot of like i want things to go a certain way and i have it mapped out i have like the next five years this is exactly what's going to happen this is where i'm going to be it never goes that way so <laughs> you just like roll with it and just i don't know i think it opens up things that you that you wouldn't have dreamed of otherwise you know what i mean <clears throat> so and you, you've had a cool story because you, like you mentioned you know you went from psychiatrist to physical <laughs> therapist to electrical engineer and that's like and and you've you've rolled with the punches like mimit this is just background knowledge of who tyler is as a person yeah. like for years dude for years you were waking up at like five o'clock in the morning driving all the way <laughs> to uvu and getting mm -hmm. home at like eight o'clock at night like for yeah. years dude you've just done <laughs> so much like hard worker right there like it just he does what he needs to do to to make it and it's like you got a beautiful family you're driving you got your own place like it's awesome dude yeah i appreciate it definitely it's nice to see like your work pay off um when you're going through it and it's like this is this sucks like <laughs> it's gonna take forever to get where i want to be like it's not fun and when i get there is it gonna be worth it you know but when you kind of have a payoff it's like it feels good so <clears throat> shout out to my wife i i definitely couldn't have done it without her so i know she'll be listening so <laughs> she's definitely half of the team that that makes it happen so so what, what do you got big plan ty any big plans for the summer god it's flying by i we have a lot going on but i've been doing these uh work trips which are kind of cool actually because i don't have to be gone like a lot so i'll go on these like week week and a half trips and I can kind of just schedule them around whatever we have going on. So it's kind of fun that way. So I think I'm going to be probably going back to Montana here in a little bit and then see what happens there. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring, bring the kids up, dude. You can, you can yeah. chill at the place. Camp. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We need to. So yeah. I wish we I wish were closer. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be in Nephi like the whole month of July, basically. Oh, um, we're we're coming down tomorrow and we're going to stay all the way through 4th of July. And then we're going to come back down for the UCMP. But uh, do you guys have plans for the, the 4th of July? Both of you? Serena's in San Diego. Um, so 4th of July is going to be just me and the dogs, to be honest. I'm probably going to do some yard work. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping hey, I was going to get a tattoo. Come up to Nephi. Available. Ah, come up to Nephi, dude. Remember, if you're ever coming through Utah, we, so my sister does tattoos, but then, Kiana actually just started doing them as well. So no, she's way. no way. Yeah. Done. So you got to, you got to drive through, stop I, in, get some ink. <laughs> I collect artists. I have like eight yeah. or nine different artists now that, that uh -huh. have all done work on me. So yeah, I'm down. Yeah. If you're ever coming through, let me know. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of nice. Kiana started doing it and I, uh, so she's done a couple on me and then it works out great for me because I have like a free tattoo free artist tattoo. and then, <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty pretty good that way <laughs> yeah rough when are you gonna pull the trigger <laughs> you know, we we saw a thing today actually uh they they make these uh they're like semi-temporary tattoos no, they no, last for like no. a year or two we didn't, we didn't ask you about Dude, box I, we want to know when you're getting a real tattoo totally... like an adult man <laughs> <laughs> like i can't fully commit i actually listened to a comedian this week that was like i hate millennials they've ruined tattoos like if you see anyone over the age of 70 and they have a tattoo you're like that guy's seen stuff. He's he's seen people die. He's like, you see anyone like thirty or below? It's like they had too hot of coffee spill on them one time and they got a tattoo. Over it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, two hundred bucks burning a hole in my pocket, and so 
<laughs> yeah. Ah, dude, That's I don't fun. know about I enjoy it. <laughs> I want to do what, like. What has done in you? What's that? What's what has you done? Like, what's your your uh, map about your your plans? What are you gonna do eventually? I don't know. I kind of have gotten just little ones here and there, and it's kind of. I really would like to do like. I want to actually do like a whole sleeve, but it's hard because freaking boomers in the workplace see tattoos and think that you know you're automatically tagged as like bad connotation so it's hard because like none of mine i have several now but none of them are visible because i'm like people won't it's unfortunate but i feel like a lot of people won't don't take you seriously um and so it's hard because it's like i want to show them off but i don't want to like hurt my career you know but especially in your (laughs) field where it's Mm-hmm. I'd say more of a professional field. Like, like my I am in IT, but before that, it's mm-hmm. like I was in sales, and like salespeople, it, it doesn't matter. And before that, yeah. I was as long in, as you, yeah, in cars. Like I worked at an auto shop for two years, and like mechanics have tattoos, and so it's just like yeah. everything that I've done. And even now in IT, it's in it's at a construction company, and so everyone has t- tattoos <laughs> yeah. anyway. And so definitely, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Like. Cause I have to interface with clients and stuff. And like, it's just, I wish I could, but <laughs> maybe after the boomers phase out, I'll, I'll go all out. <laughs> if I phase out, then he's meaning die horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that was just like a nicer way to say it. <laughs> like, I love my grandparents. I don't know if any of them listen to the podcast. If you're over 65, F you dude. <laughs> And especially if you're a 65 year old billionaire, then it's like, ooh, you're, ooh I want to choke you. <laughs> you guys, man. Oh, man. Honestly, most old people aren't all that bad. It's just just the ones that happen to be in charge. Like, like oh. everyone in government is just a dick all the time. And it's like, how about we just kill you? Hmm? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, make it easy. No, my my company. We're trying to start this thing like for you know, the last 40 years, probably they've been drawn all our plans and stuff, just pen and paper. And now we like, we're just trying to develop this thing where we like do it all on an iPad. Mm. So just completely eliminate paper. We don't need it. But all of our managers are like in their fifties and they like, we've been doing it this way for 40 years. There's nothing wrong with it. So, <laughs> so I'm like, we just have to wait for like 10 years and then we'll, we'll run things how we want to run things. We're the placeholder <laughs> generation. Everyone coming after us, you are welcome yeah. for not having to deal with these people. We're we're gonna open the door for for the next generation. <laughs> this is a crazy thing I, I, I saw today. I was like, I've never thought of it before. Because we are so digital, imagine if that gets wiped out. You know? Like civilizations have have risen and fallen all throughout history, and the only reason we have the history is because they etched it in stone. And it's like stone blast, <laughs> it, it can weather the storm, but it's like digital, there has to be the power source, there has to be the memory, base, like all that type of stuff. And it's like, you can lose our entire civilization's history because it's digitized. And so it's yeah. like, that's crazy. Obviously, it's like, there's no plans or intentions for that to happen, but it has happened throughout history. <laughs> we could go down a wormhole in this, <laughs> but definitely I've heard a lot, of, listened to and thought a lot about like, when you go back to the pyramids and everything and how are they so advanced to know how to do that stuff? And like, you almost wonder if things have cycled through or kind of like you're saying, like we get to this peak of what we're doing, then it gets wiped out and it's almost like things just start over again. (laughs) Kind of. That's one footprint in the dust on the moon. And that's all that's there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. 
I, uh, I don't have AC in my house, and I have like a portable AC unit thing that goes outside or whatever. And when it's not on, it is registering 81 degrees in my home right now. <laughs> like, I, I, am, I am sweating like Tyler at the altar in August, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's like going to be like a new saying. Sweating like Tyler officiating a wedding. <laughs> dude, dude, so my grandma Diane, did you ever meet my grandma Diane, Ty? I don't think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, she... She was just a, she was a sweet lady. She she died 10, 20 years ago. I don't know. It's been a while. Anyways, um, she used to sweat like crazy. And my <laughs> brother in law one time, like she, my grandma just sweating like like sweating bullets, and he leans over to me and he's like, "Man, she's sweating like Shaq in a sauna." And we use that like what? all the time. <laughs> I was like, like I was sweating like Shaq in a sauna. <laughs> yeah, that had to be Shaq. It couldn't be like anyone in the Sonic would sweat, anyone but Shaq <laughs> had to be Shaq. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Does your house not have like, like central Jackson. heating or AC, or is it just broken? It doesn't have it. It never has. What a so weird thing. our whole house—you can't see it. Our whole house is heated by that stove right there, mm-hmm. and our whole whole house is chilled by that one AC unit. And that is Rexburg, Idaho. It doesn't get too hot. It definitely gets too cold. But that stove does a good job. <laughs> hmm. Like Oregon, Oregon does not oh. have central heating. Or air conditioning in like you always any have of the, the heated ceilings, which is the stupidest idea. Like heat Dude, rises. Man. Who came up yeah. with that? Let's let's start <laughs> it above where we are yeah. on there. <laughs> so like every every apartment I was in there, and it's like, oh, it has heating ceilings. It's like, okay, great. So we're heating the guy above us, but like, what does that do for me? Yeah, that was a smart one. Tell us how that works, electrical engineer. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta tell you, that's the worst thing about being an engineer. Is like people expect you to know things. I'm like, oh, you're the engineer. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I that's like my least favorite thing. Yeah. People are like, so I'm like, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm lucky I got through school. I'm trying to figure things out. <laughs> Still new. <laughs> I'm not an expert. Leave me alone. Or yeah. wrong kind of engineering. Yeah. <laughs> but I got I got a story to tell. That, Shouldn't be too long, but yeah. I thought it was kind of an entertaining story. So <laughs> maybe I can throw that one out there. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so I'm sure the majority of your fan base are members of the LDS church. So I think a lot I probably of them, don't have yeah. to, I probably don't have to explain what a missionary is. Maybe I think you said you have some foreign listeners now though. We're in eight countries and Spain oh, yeah. for some reason <laughs> has been cooking. They're keeping us alive. Cause like they started oh. at 1% and I think they're like 3% of our all time listens right now, which is like, when you consider how many listens we've had, it's like a big deal. We're blowing up in Spain. <laughs> well, for our international listeners, <laughs> where we are from an area where there's a, a, the dominant church is the LDS church. Um, so you may have heard about it. But anyway, we go on, on church missions, right? You've probably heard Prof and Emmett talk about it a little bit. I served my mission in New York City. Um, <clears throat> so I was about... This is one story from that experience. So I was about a year out, which that's halfway through your two-year service, right? And I got transferred to Harlem, New York. And I was with, uh, my companion was almost at the end. So he was like on his last couple of transfers, about three months from going home. We spent a lot of our time in uh, project buildings because especially like in bigger cities like New York, you can't get in the nice apartments to talk to people because... You have to get buzzed in, but the project buildings are wide open. <laughs> so my companion took me to this building. Um, it's called the Polo Grounds in Harlem, and it's these four like massive project buildings, like 
probably 30 stories high or whatever. He goes, let's, let's go knock some doors in here and then um, we'll go to the top and we'll see if we can actually get on the roof. <laughs> like, okay, like whatever. He was the, le- he was the senior, you know, like I was kind of learning from him. I was like, yeah, whatever you, you want to do. So <laughs> followed him. We, we rode the elevator to the top floor. Um, and then there was like a half a flight of stairs that you had to climb to actually get up onto the roof. Uh, open the door. And of course the door is kind of like propped open to get onto the roof. But of course there's like no trespassing signs and stuff. Totally. On it. You're not supposed to be up there. Right. <clears throat> we're up there. We're like, Oh, we'll just be, we just wanted cause we figured it would be like a good view of Harlem's kind of on like the North side of, of Manhattan. So if you can get up there, we kind of figured we could get a good look, good look down the city and see downtown and stuff and central park and all that from yeah. that spot. We're like, we'll be up here, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. No big deal. Take some pictures. We'll head back down. No harm done. We're up there for, yeah, probably 15 minutes. And we kind of started getting the feeling, hmm, maybe we've been up here enough. Like, let's turn around and go back. <clears throat> so we turn around and start to walk. And all I saw was right when I turned around, there's like a pistol around the corner. And so I didn't see who was holding it. I'm like, dude, we're about to get shot up by some thugs. Like, we're in the hood, right? <laughs> so I'm like, shit, we're going to, we're about to go down. Uh, turn around the corner, it was a couple of cops and they had had their pistol drawn because obviously they didn't know what they were getting into. Right. Uh, apparently their, their precinct was like 10 blocks down from this project building. They just happened to look up and saw like a couple of bodies walking around on the roof. So they came up and got us and arrested us on the roof there, put us in cuffs and everything (laughs) and put us in cuffs, rode us all the way down to the bottom floor. Uh, had their squad cars right there and threw us in the back seat and took us, put us in a cell and everything. And it was pretty crazy. As So I thought I was for sure definitely going to go home because oh. obviously you shouldn't oh, be yeah. getting arrested. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're missing president you gets a call doing. like over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty funny because we were, so they had us in the cell uh, for, I don't know, probably three or four hours while they were like processing everything. And like, pretty obvious that we're not doing any harm Shirts right ties, we got our like... we got our white shirt and tie on like got our hair combed perfect <laughs> whatever so all the cops kept like walking past the cell that we were in and they're all razzing the ones that arrested us oh looks like you got some pretty hardened criminals out there you're doing work cleaning up the streets <laughs> and all this <laughs> so they were it was actually pretty funny but we kind of got off like i said i was about a year out so i was like well that's the end of my mission i'm gonna get sent home and be done with this but we, uh, our mission president had a, had a contact who was a lawyer and they were able to just take us in front of the judge and be like, look, these kids are, these kids are harmless. Like they're here doing a church mission and they're basically doing like community service every day and just kind of, you know, they're not from here. They were just, you know, did a stupid thing. So <laughs> we got let off no harm, but <laughs> it was pretty, Dang, pretty crazy. So is there like a is record of something record? like that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So it was actually, um, I want to say it was a, it was a felony. Um, so it was on my, it was actually technically on my record for, I want to say it was like two years. And then it was like, so that's what the lawyer told us. He's like, basically, as long as you like, don't get a speeding ticket or get into any other kind of trouble, then it'll just completely get wiped off. (laughs) Don't get a ticket for two years. Yeah, I I'll had be in to be, jail now. <laughs> yeah, I had to be perfect for like, two years to not be a felon. <laughs> wow, but Dang. it was easy because the first year of the two years was the rest of my mission. So yeah, as long as I didn't get arrested, <laughs> again on my mission. 
but Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I remember you telling me that story. So it's like, what was <laughs> what, like now look back, like you've had time to sit on it. You're like, oh yeah, it's crazy. Good story. But like, what were you feeling in the moment of being like put in the cop car? Was it like life's over? Like this is the end. <laughs> oh dude, the worst, like the stomach sinking. I've never felt that bad about anything because it was like, I, I just royally screwed up. Like this is, and I, like I said, I thought the next day I was out of there. And then of course, you know, in, in the culture of the church, like, it's kind of a shame thing if you get sent home early. It's like, especially being in like a small town, like everyone knows you come home early. Like, oh, what did what did he do to like you know get sent home? So it was like that was scary, and like I just felt awful about it. And <clears throat> my my companion um, was from the get go just basically didn't take it serious. Like he thought it was funny. I'm like, you're an idiot, dude. <laughs> like he yeah. he just thought it was like just the funny story that he was going to be able to tell. And now of course, looking back, like, you know, it is, but in the moment it's like, that feels horrible. Yeah. But so I've always wanted to be arrested, but without like the, the permanent repercussions of having been arrested. (laughs) So I have two statements to make. If we have any cop listeners, F you, but also throw me in jail for like an hour. There's a lot of people on your hate list. (laughs) (laughs) Just billionaires and cops and old people. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. That's not very much standard. (laughs) <laughs> oh so statement yeah, one is like, what was your second point after you hate cops what was your, your oh come arrest me for an hour stick me in a jail cell oh, there you go yeah there you go <laughs> but then let you, me but go like, help me have some fun yeah don't write it up <laughs> oh man I, I you almost can't you almost can't blame me though like we grew up in a town where i was like breaking into stuff and going past no trespassing signs was like what we did for fun oh like, did you ever go to the place the manor did you go to the, the manor the, the, no actually i think i did once remember um what was it martel yeah Justice that martel. yeah yeah he i went with him one night so dude it was pretty pretty I'm intense in there <laughs> yeah dude did you ever go to race i never did that one <clears throat> Yeah, my little brother, like, they would break into that one, like, daily. <laughs> Parker Parker was way more adventurous than I was, not, so we need to get him on so he can tell some good stories. Parker, Google yeah. your own arrest record. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he has one, too. He's so private, but, like, he's done some things. He's seen some things, for sure. That's so funny, because knowing... I, I really only know Parker on, like, a surface level. Like, I don't know him that well. Just knowing him, Same, like... Bro. You think, <laughs> nice. you think he's just like this innocent, you know, kid, kind of nice guy. Like, you wouldn't see him getting into trouble like that. But <laughs> Oh, dude, it, his life is so interesting. And so th- this is just going to be the, the uh, preview of what, what's to come from our intern, Parker. But, bro, like, he has a secret life. Like, he legit has a secret life. And I've only seen into it a few times. So, like, one time he called me, and it was, like, midnight. And he's like, hey, dude, um, I'm stuck. Can you come get me? And I was like, yeah, like, no problem. Like, where are you at? He's like, I'm at the fairgrounds. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, in the middle of the arena. And I was like, what the heck? And he had driven a car in the middle of the fairgrounds arena, and it was dead stuck in the middle. And I was like, how? How do you even get in this situation? And there's like him and like four girls. And I was like, Parker, you just have this secret life. Dude, Parker got that riz. Player, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I didn't even know how to ball. talk to girls. <laughs> I know. He's a, he's a ball. And when, when he came home from his mission, this is like my favorite story my dad's ever told. He's like, they were sitting there, and Parker all of a sudden stands up from the couch and goes, oh, and he goes and he lifts up the coffee table in the middle of our house, okay? Lifts up the coffee table. And at the bottom of the coffee table is a key taped to the bottom of the coffee table. And he undoes it, goes into his room, pulls out a safe, and opens the safe. 
I was like, so for the past two years, there's just been a key. What a freaking baller, dude. dude! He's just a boss. He's like so what, cool. But you what just, kind of confidence know. to like put it there in the common family area? Yeah. And he's it's like, oh yeah, this this will be here. When Lisa I get back. will never find this. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled them all. He did it. He did it, dude. Did do you know what was in the safe? No. It's Parker's secret life, dude. Yeah, Probably. Parker, you're going to have to reveal your secrets. Yep. First assignment. <laughs> You've had seven first assignments now, but we keep pushing back here. You're, you're joining the couch, but... <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't want to expose too much. He's, that's probably why he won't come on. <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody, for joining another episode of the Roommate's Couch Podcast. It was great to have Tyler on, my best friend from childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my best friend from my mission. My best friends. They were on today. It was great to have them. Great to have me. Gosh, as always. Uh, next week, we're going to have our intern, Parker Bruff calling you out you get better come on i know you listen i know you got the secret life bring on your your wife and child that we don't know about i uh, would love to hear from them as well so it's like what the hell uh, thanks everybody and it, wherever you're listening uh, make sure you like subscribe if you're listening on spotify we always have great polls and great questions we'd love for you to participate and if you'd like to be a guest on the show hit up the roommates couch at gmail.com and we would love to have you on thanks everybody have a great rest of your week